Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, welcome to Tuesday show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Amy, now that you have a teenager, I see this story where a lot of teens are carrying around their parents' credit cards. Does your daughter have your credit card? No, but she has her own debit card. We, she has now started to deposit money in the bank, and then she has it on her card, so she can use it as she sees fit. How does she get the money? Well, sells food at school. Yes, yeah. basically. I mean, she has her ways. She has her ways <laughs> <That's> to, <awesome. laughs> to get money. And she, she, she told me the other day she wants to really work for an allowance. We haven't really done allowance. We kind of do little things here and there. But she wants a committed. She's like, I need a commitment, mm. a weekly allowance. She's like, but here's. She gave me a list of things she's willing to do, and it was a lot. Was so like, she's oh. willing to commit to doing X and Y. Yeah. If you're willing to commit to giving her whatever amount of money. Yes. And that's pretty responsible of her not to just ask, but to provide the services that she can give. Yeah. She was hanging out with another family that did it that way. And she's like, and she's like, they explained to me exactly how they do it. And it's like, I, I'm like, I know this. It's called chores allowance. Got it. <laughs> like, we just haven't always done it that way. A recent report revealed that most parents have given their teens a credit card to use before and some on a weekly basis. 80% of teens between uh, 12 and 17 have u- have used a parent's credit card, uh, most times for purchases over $10. And the reason they can use it is because most places don't ask for IDs when you use a credit card. You just stick it in and boop, boop, yeah. walk out. Unless you're my husband on the back in Sharpie and real big letters, it says CID. But you don't have to hand people your credit card anymore. You just That's stick true. it in the machine. Oh, I see what you're saying. Five years ago, yeah. that was a well, thing. Well, he still is like, please ask for my ID. <laughs> Thank you. That's from the New York Times. How's all the piercings going with your daughter? 
Well, she, for her 14th birthday, yeah, she got a double piercing. So she's got four total because she got the first piercing was when she was a baby in Haiti. And then now she's asking for her 15th birthday for two more holes. So that'd be six. In one ear or total in both No, ears? three on each side. That's not, that's fine. Ay, ay, ay. We're starting to take up the ear. But three's fine. Yeah. Seven or so is when you're like, wow, that's a little too many. <laughs> I One, two, three. Yeah. I think you could do I four mean, I or five three. pretty easily in I, an ear. Yeah. I have three on each side and then I have one up top. So I'm like, ugh. And you're the mom. I know. <laughs> so, and she's but the cool I got kid. these when I was 40. She's 15. That's exactly my point. You got it when you're 40. <laughs> okay. 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 So it's like, yeah, I know. So it's probably what we're going to do for her 15th birthday, but I don't know. Is get her ears pierced? Yeah. Again. Does she like fancy earrings? No, she just likes little studs. Yeah. It's fine. It's nothing obnoxious. So I guess we're going to do it. <laughs> I'm sure some parents would judge me, but. About ear piercings? Yes. They're, People I are very know. passionate about, about ear piercing. All right. It's time to go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones, I've been listening to your show for many, many years. I am now a sophomore in college. I wanted to see if you could help me with a project for my electronic media class. I'm doing research on careers in media that involve conducting interviews and have a few questions for you. Number one, who was your first professional interview and how did you prepare for it? Well, funny story. I was 17 years old and got a call going, hey, there's going to be a band at Magic Springs Theme Park that you can interview and as a big fan of this band. I'd never done an interview, so I had a little kit, like a little square box that had a like a mini disc in it. A mini disc oh, player, yeah. Yeah. And a microphone. And I went, and it was Hootie and the Blowfish. And I was a massive Hootie and the Blowfish fan. I was like, oh, my gosh. And they were like, we don't know which one we're going to give you. And I was like, okay. And I was fine with any of them, but I was like, okay, is it going to be Mark, the guitar player? Is it going to be Dean? Wow, so at least you knew the rest. Sony, the, oh, I knew all. I knew everybody. Okay, well. Hey, you never, you know how cool I was? <laughs> <laughs> Tier A, Hootie yeah. fan. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. When you're 17, nothing's cooler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Darius. And I really hoped it would be Darius, but I was from a tiny radio station from a small market in Arkansas. And I was like, all right, well, I'll go and I'll be happy to talk to whomever. And they were like, all right, come on in. And it was Darius. Darius Rucker. Country music's own Darius Rucker. That's right. And so I went in and he was so nice. We were both much younger at the time. I was so nervous, my hand was shaking, and he's like, oh, hey, man, let me, and he, and he like, helped me with the equipment and everything, and so my first ever interview when I was a teenager was Darius Rucker, and to this day, we're still friends, and it's just wild to think about that, because we, well, still, we didn't stay friends the whole time. Okay, yeah. We didn't even know each other. <laughs> right. And we went, you know, didn't know, didn't know, and then I moved here, we got mm-hmm. to know each other a little bit, and I was like, you're Darius, and he was mm-hmm. like... Yep. And then now we are friends. Does he remember that interview? Have you no, asked him? No, he does not. Okay. But we talk about it a lot. And he's like. <laughs> Somehow I'm sure he's created the memory now because Bobby mentions it. I have a picture of it. Yeah. So I, I, cool. I can show him that picture. Uh, but how I prepared, I was just extremely nervous. And I re- tried to remember all the stuff and wrote notes, but I got so nervous. None of that mattered. Because I was like, oh, I couldn't even see. I was shaking. Uh-huh. Number two, how would you describe your interview style on your radio show? Well, I think we are... are pretty relaxed, but I would say here's a trick that I do that I don't really hear other people do, and probably because it could be annoying, but if I'm going to ask somebody a question that I know takes a little bit of thought, and I don't just want a quick answer from them, I will ask the question and then answer it myself only to give them time to think about it. Mm. So if I'm going, I'll ask a tough question. If I'm like, hey man, uh, I'll just say, how's your day? 
and I know how's your day is going to be a, I want a good answer from them. I'm like, hey, how's your day? I, and I asked that. Here's why I asked that, because my day's not going so well. You know, I did this, this, and I'm not talking so much for people to hear me, but I'm giving them just a little space to think about their answer so they don't go, yeah, it's um, good, and it moves on. Interesting. Yeah. Especially if it's something like, hey, so you were adopted. I just did this with someone, uh, an interview with Ernest. He's adopted. And I really wanted a thought-out answer from him. And I said, hey, you were adopted. I know you must not know a lot about your, your, your family or your history. And instead of making him just go, yeah, I was, and start talking about it, I said, I, I asked that because when I go to the doctor, I don't know any of my medical history because my mom is not alive anymore. I never knew my dad. And that's a difficult thing for me because I never know. And by the time it comes back to him, he's formulated this, this thought. He has a, something good to say. So that's a little strategy that I use when interviewing. That's Love good. It. So there you go. Do that. Or don't. Whatever. <laughs> um, and then finally, who's one person you haven't interviewed that's on your bucket list? I mean, that's interesting. The only celebrity I've never met that I really want to meet is David Letterman. But do you want to interview him? That'd be cool. Mm, probably not. Really? Mm-hmm. Steve Martin probably would be... Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. But I've been lucky enough to interview most people that I've wanted to interview. Tom Hanks, have you interviewed him? No, but I don't care. Okay. That's I like you, to meet Eddie. him. That's okay. cool. But I, don't care. I, mean, I was living through like, you there for a second. It's not like on my list, you know? Okay. Um, so thank you for that. I would just say take down notes. Take down a lot of notes. And listen when people are answering. So many people when interviewing are just looking at the next question. You can 90% of the time... Take the next question from what they're saying and ask based on what their answer was. And if their answer stinks, which sometimes it does, then you go to your paper of questions. I can do an entire hour-long bobbycast never looking at a question sometimes because I'm just listening to what they're saying. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Let me ask based on that answer this. And you kind of go into places you never thought you would. That mailbag might have been the most boring one. Ever that was good. People. Well, it made me think about my, uh, the first interview you ever gave me. It was like 2006, and it was Nick Lachey. So I'll never From 98 forget. Degrees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I know you're going to be so nervous if it's yeah. your first one. All right, that's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email, and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Lunchbox has been dying to get on television in any way possible. And I told him, hey, you can go and try to be on a game show in Los Angeles. I will give you a week off. I'm not going to pay for your trip, but you can have a week off to go and pursue this dream. And Scuba Steve even said he had some hookups, and he knew which shows were auditioning at what times. Yeah. So it's all laid out there for you. Yeah. Lots of opportunity. What's the latest with you? Guys, I got a sign. I, I made fun of Amy when she came in here a few months ago and said she had a sign from above. Mm-hmm. Well, I woke, I went to bed the other night and I had a dream that I was on The Price is Right and that Drew Carey liked me so much. He came up to me. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to walk by and whisper the answer to you in your ear. And so he walked by and whispered it to me and I ended up winning two cars, a boat, a camper, and diamond <laughs> earrings. That's, That's amazing. Suspicious. That and, and like the wheel, like when you do the the showcase showdown when you're spinning the big wheel, <laughs> mine was going to stop on 12 cents. All of a sudden it boom, bumped to 95 cents. Don't know how Gusta win, but it was a sign that I am supposed to get to LA ASAP. What I hear is he's thinking about it all the time, Correct. so he's taking it to bed with him when he goes to sleep. Correct. It was crazy. I, I mean, I woke up and I was like, oh, man. I, I was disappointed, A, it was a dream. But I also thought, 
man, that is someone telling me it is time to get to L.A. and get to the prices right. Drew Carey is waiting for me. And also he had a dream about Drew Carey whispering him to it. Yeah, cheating. Yep. Interesting. Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> so what's the latest on this? Uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for – I've been having a lot of businesses reach out to me saying they want to pay for the flight. I just – Is that true? Yes. Scuba, does, do people want to sponsor his flight? They do. There's a lot of local businesses that are willing to do it, but I have to wait for National first to see if we can clear what I have going with that. And uh, also, the shows are not taping to the fall, so we have some time. So if we can get his flight paid for, roughly 500 bucks, yes. then I'm back. Are we trying to get his hotel paid for? I'm trying to get flight, hotel, food, give him some, like, a stipend for a day, like $100 a day. He's going to make money off doing uh, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Off work. Don't, don't forget bottle deal. service. No okay. bottle service, but the basics oh. of getting there, somewhere to stay, and some cash for This food. would be the greatest for an advertiser of ours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, because every me. time Lunchbox went out, we'd start it with imaging like, Lunchbox, trying to get on a game show, brought to you by Sonic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then... If he does get on the game show, can you wear a shirt with all the logos on it too? Like for like his. They fun- wouldn't let him. Okay. They wouldn't let him. Yeah, NASCAR okay. driver. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> Do you have game shows right now in your mind? Like top three that you would want to be on? Well, I mean, obviously, Price is Right because you're dreaming about Drew Carey nibbling on your ear. No, I didn't. No, no, not nibbling on my ear. Oh. But I would like to do. I don't think. I don't know if they do new no deal or no deal. I don't know if they do that on the. But get- you can have a dream. Yeah, your top three dream. dream. Oh yeah, deal or no deal. Price is Right and probably man. Jeopardy. No. Oh, my goodness. No, no, don't no, do that. That's no. not going to. No. 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 Like, we can't even Eliminate win. that dream. You can't even win easy trivia. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> Good like, point, Amy. Like, no, no, In no. Jeopardy's tryouts. You don't just get on that show oh. because you have a big person. I would, like, I would like Wheel of Fortune, but that's also tryouts. Like, you need luck. You need things that are like. Yeah, oh, you wow. need, like, big personality yeah. and luck. Mm-hmm. Mix those together. <laughs> you don't need What about, okay, Ellen's Hard Game of Games? Does that count? Great, sure. I would do that one. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yes. Win, lose, or draw. You know, stuff like that would yeah, be yeah, over yeah, your yeah, alley. Yeah. 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 Not Jeffrey. Not Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. So probably fall is our update. Okay, I guess, man. I, I thought it was happening like in a week because that, that dream told me it needs to happen. But that's okay. Hold on to it. Keep visualizing it. Yeah, wait for me, Drew Carey. I'll be there. Maybe we could get Drew Carey on the show at some point. Yeah, it'd be fun to talk to him. <gasps> wow. That'd be a fun oh. interview to talk to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Alex Griswold was posting a video on TikTok, and on there, there was a one-second clip of his back, and a bunch of people commented, said, dude, you have a mole back there that looks cancerous, so you might want to check it out. Alex is like, come on, you guys are crazy, but he's like, let me go to the doctor anyway and get it checked out. So he just showed his back for a second. For like- one second. It's like in a mirror reflection. Okay. And so the doctor goes, wow, look, you do have two moles that are potentially cancerous. So they removed them. And he goes, the doctor's like, hey, if sometimes if you don't remove those moles, they could be cancerous and you could lose your life. Yeah. And thankfully, those people saw that. But who's stopping to look at somebody's back? Yeah. Like one second. I know. But people it makes that- me feel weird about my pictures or videos when I post. Like, what are people examining in those? Well, they uh-huh. zoom in on everything. But you always say, too, when you like a celebrity posts their house, you're like, ooh, zoom in. Or, ooh, look at mm-hmm. that kid. Well, I do that, but I don't like people doing that to me. <laughs> There's a also, difference there. Think about it. Some celebrities might post their body and you zoom in. No, never no, do that. No, no, not once. Never? No. <laughs> Never. No. No. Oh, I thought. Do you, Amy? <laughs> no. I yeah. Just, don't no, say I no. Thought, I thought Bobby would. No. Like never. On, I'm not zooming on anybody's body. A man. That's a great. Yeah. Uh, pretty great cool. Story, though. All right. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. All right. This segment is called nerding out. It's what we're all individually nerding out about. We even have nerdy music. Hit that, please. 
All right, nerding out. Amy, you're first. Go. Well, I'm nerding out about forest bathing because I keep reading about it in like health and wellness as a way to decrease stress and stuff. So I'm finally going to go take myself uh, to a forest bath this weekend. What's, what's a forest bath? Well, all you got to do is just go be out with nature. I'm going to go to this woods area where I like to hike and I'm going to sit and soak up like all the things I'm going to breathe. You're fully clothed. It's not like you're oh. taking a bath. And you're not in the water. No, you're not in the water. You're you're soaking up nature, the trees. Like, so it's I guess, what's it called? Forest bathing. Ages, I don't know, zero through 18, forest bathing for life for me. <laughs> Lived in the woods, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I'm sure it's good for your stress level. So why again? Um, decreased stress, boosted immunity, and it helps boost How does your... it boost immunity when you're sitting in the woods? Because, like, if you're feeling one with nature and healthier, and you, if your stress is decreased, your immunity is better. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, ying, 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 ying. <laughs> for... That's all right. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right, nerding out. Eddie, what do you got? Man, so, you know, I love fishing. Uh, the guy, This guy in North Carolina, he caught a, a fish that broke a 60-year-old record. This fish was 12 pounds, 8 ounces. I mean, it's huge. I saw it. I'm like, that is a beautiful fish. What kind of fish, though? Because, like, um, a, a catfish, they go to, like, 100. Sure, I get it. It's a speckled trout. Okay, trout and man, definitely what, smaller. Yeah. My goal recently has been to catch a trout. There's a river, like, 30 minutes from here. I will do it in the next couple of years. I know I can. Who's going to do it first? Lunchbox wants a lottery or Eddie catches a record trout? I don't, I don't know. Oh, the no, lottery neither for sure. One. Uh, the yeah. fish, yeah, guys. Neither one. <laughs> uh, mine is the NCAA tournament starts on Thursday officially. With the 64, they're playing games, um, not on Thursday. They've already happened. But on Thursday, it happens. You can still bet. You can still build your bracket. Okay. But I'm going to give you tips now. Pick the lower numbers. Okay. Just in general, pick the lower so like, numbers. By lower, Ones, you mean twos. team number one, two? Yes. Okay. They're the better team. Ranking. 64% of the time, a number one seed wins the tournament, wins the whole thing. There are four number ones, Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor. They're number twos. Dude, we could go through the whole thing, but <laughs> there are number 11. Literally, <laughs> pick the lower numbers. There okay. are going to be some upsets, but usually, what happens most of the time is that the lower numbers win. So we can still bet like through. I don't want to do a bracket, but I can do like DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, you're my coach. I don't want to be in charge of your money. It's okay. I'm going Baylor, number one, all the way. Take it. <laughs> okay. That's what my dad would want. But you I can't. You don't. You're not going to bet. On, you can bet them to win. You can bet what they call a future to win it all if you mm-hmm. want. But you can also bet individually each game. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to be busy. I'm not going to watch, though. You don't have to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I have to have coach to. her, then watch for her? <laughs> yeah. I'll be watching, okay. yes. But that's my tip. It's an easy tip. Don't pick a lot of ups. You can pick an occasional upset or two, but generally, the data shows the lower numbers win more games and win the tournament. Who are okay. you saying is going to win? Arkansas. But they're not a lower Hey, number. I said what I said. Hey, of there course you would. There are four. Um, other than Arkansas, I think I think Tennessee got robbed. There are three, but I think they probably should have been a two or maybe even a one. I think your school, Texas A&M, got robbed of uh, being in the tournament, period. What? We're not Michigan should it. not be in the tournament. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of different things happening here. But um, I'm going with Arkansas or Tennessee or Kentucky. <laughs> okay. No number ones there, but okay. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, Lunchbox, you're up. Look, guys, I've been telling you about the challenge on MTV for years. Wes, Banana, CT, Laurel, Kill a Cam. I'll tell you guys, you got to watch it. No one cares about the challenge. No one likes the challenge. That's why the challenge is coming to CBS. It got a spinoff, baby. When You, you want to know when you're huge in TV is you get a spinoff series. They're going to take people from Big Brother, Survivor, and Amazing Race, and they're going to put them on the challenge, and we got another rendition of the challenge. Woohoo! 
They've done this form of show for a long time. They used to do Battle of Network Media Stars, Battle of Sports. So the challenge itself isn't new, but I think what we don't care about are the people on the MTV challenge because we don't know who they are. Well, you should care because it used to just be real world and road rules people, and now they're going to CBS, and the winner of that gets an automatic bid into the MTV show Battle of the World. <laughs> what if the people that win are like, now I'm good? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, I to go play down. I just won the big one here on CBS. That'd be fun. It'd be fun to watch your favorite. Yeah. Network reality stars play against each other. I probably won't watch it, but I do oh. see where that would be fun. All right. I thought you were going to get on the challenge train. If it were shows I cared about, if it were like Dwight from The Office, you he know, wouldn't survive. playing Ooh, against yeah, good one. Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> no, no, you can't have 90 year olds. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> yeah. From Friends. Oh like, that would be fun because yeah. I care about them. All right, there you go. That's nerding out. Thank you guys. And jam out to some music for five seconds. Turn it up. Yeah. All right. Nerding out. We're just nerding out. We're nothing but nerds, and we're just nerding out. All right. Can you name the 10 richest female country artists by net worth? Let's play the feud. Eddie, you're up first. <sighs> Might have them all, Bones. Yeah, no. You think you have all 10? I don't have them all. Wow, let's go. Eddie okay. won the dice roll, so he's first. Let's start with Dolly Parton. Show me Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton in number one, $650 million. Ooh. She's a singer, songwriter, actress, author, and entrepreneur. Even has her own theme park, Dollywood. Probably missed a few things. Next up, Eddie. Okay, next up I have Reba. Show me Reba McIntyre. <laughs> At number six, Reba, oh. $95 million. She has 16 number one albums, owns several businesses, has starred on Broadway, and her own sitcom named Reba. All right, Eddie, you have seven points. Number six and number one. What else you got? Uh, Bones, give me Shania Twain. Show me Shania Twain. <laughs> At number two, worth $400 million. Wow. She's one of the best-selling music artists of all time. She's a Vegas regular and owns real estate all over the world. All right, Eddie. Uh, moving right along, let's go Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. Show me Carrie. Money, money, money. $140 million at number four. She has quietly created an empire. Oh, wow. She's ahead of Reba. Record sales, concerts, Vegas residency, author, and her own fitness brand, Kalia, or Kalia. <laughs> However or you want to. <laughs> by Carrie. All right, Eddie, you have four down. Okay, here. It's got to get a little tricky no, here. No, you said you knew all ten. Yeah, I know, but it might get a little tricky. Let's go with uh, someone who has cookbooks and loves to cook, but also sings very well. Trisha Yearwood. Okay, interesting. Anybody else have Trisha? Yep. Not yet. I don't know. <laughs> I, she hasn't popped in my head, but it makes sense. I okay. think she's on it. The 10 richest female country artists by net worth, Trisha Yearwood. Stress me out breath. there. At number five, worth $100 million. $100 million. Wow. Cooking shows, books, going on tour. All right. That's a lot of money. You have five down. There's still mm-hmm. plenty of room for other people. Yeah, I know. Because those later ones are worth more points. I'm harder run- ones. I'm running out of people. Uh, but let's go Faith Hill. She's got money. She just, just did a TV show. Faith you, Hill. You don't Amy, like that, Amy? Amy? You don't think so? I didn't have that. Okay. I mean, I think she's in the top. But you didn't have Trisha either. Well, you're right. But once you said it, I agreed. And when you said Faith, I still, I questioned, but it totally could be. Totally could be. Mm -hmm. Show me Faith Hill. Yeah! What? At number Number seven. What? $80 million. Wow, wow. 40 million records, two fragrances, and an acting career. 
Oh, those fragrances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of gets tricky here, but Still a lot of time for mm. you other folks to catch up with Eddie. A lot of points left on the board. Okay. I may be punting here, but let's go Miranda Lambert. That's good. Yeah. I mean, she's got money, right? Yeah, she does. Yep. <laughs> you going to sing that song? Show me Miranda Lambert. All right. Yeah. At let's number go. 10, $60 million. Okay, so 60. Now we're in trouble. Okay. One, two, three left. It's over. Eddie, can you run the category? I mean, I'm out of people unless Taylor Swift is on there as a country artist. Give me Taylor Swift. Interesting. Okay. Show me Taylor Swift. Yeah! Now I'm in trouble. Uh, at number three, she's one of the most popular and most successful artists on the planet, worth $400 million. <laughs> oh, boy. There are two left. Oh, boy. Who runs those categories? Oh, man, there's a punt. It's a punt. Here you go, guys. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Marin Morris. Oh, it's on there. It's not a punt. Show me Marin Morris. Yeah, I knew it. Dang it. Amy? Ali, this is hard. Who's left? Well, with that kind game. of money, I can't tell you. Because if Miranda's at number ten, Taylor Swift's taken. It's what about Loretta Lynn? What about Loretta Lynn? How do you guys right? How do you guys feel about Loretta Lynn? No, I know. Is she alive? She's alive. She's alive. Show me Loretta Lynn. Wow, Amy. Lunchbox is terrible. He's at Marin. Yes, Loretta Lynn, no. Okay. Loretta Lynn's in. I'm in. There's one more. How many points did that give me? Nine. One more. Niner. One more person? Yeah, this will be tough. Is she country? Uh, Don't give hints. Ish. It doesn't matter. The game's over. But I want to give my chance to get it. Is it, what's the category? Uh, top 10 richest female country artists. Country artists. Ish. You have already claimed your second place stake in the game. I know. She, I just don't know if she's country, but she's not. Not country. Go. She's never even done a country song. Who? Kelly Clarkson. Show me Kelly Clarkson. No. Lunchbox. Cheryl Crow. Show me Cheryl Crow. At number eight. Good job. How did you know uh, that? Because Eddie, I'm good at this game. 38. Dang. Ooh, I don't know about that. I, I heard you miss a lot. Amy, you. nine. Right. Lunchbox, eight. Eddie is wow. our winner. Nice job. Hey, 38. That's a lot. That's a lot. Well, yeah, but. I mean, maybe you know the easiest category ever. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't hard for him to get to 38. Honestly, if I wasn't the first to go, I think they probably would have won the game. You have a lot of haters in the room, right, Eddie. Just I embrace that you get won. It. Okay. Nice job. Eddie is our winner. There he is. Win another game. Wow. It's his Good. world. We just live in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> nice job. All right. Here's a few voicemails. Go for it. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. I just want to call and let you know that I am a huge fan of the way that you guys are putting out your podcast now and just want to let you guys know that I love it and love the show. Thanks. Have you're, a good one. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much. We split it up into two so you can get the first half even earlier. Uh, here is the next voicemail. Jenna in Minnesota. Hi, Bobby. Morning, studio. Just want to say I love, love, love the new format of the best bits of the week with Morgan. Thanks for splitting it up into two different parts. I listen to every minute of the podcast, so I don't really need to hear the best bits again, but I love the behind the scenes. It was super fun this week. So thanks, guys. Love the show. All right. There you go. I mean, 
you're doing it in two parts now. Yes. So, like, the bits are in one and the conversation is one because most of our listeners listen to the entirety of the podcast. So, they were hearing repeat segments. Since they were fast forwarding, we just made it a little bit easier on them. There you go. And finally, here's the last voicemail. Uh, hey, Bobby. Uh, I'm Bennett. I'm an 11 year old. And I listen to your show on the way to school. I have a question, real quick. So, you're taller than Ryan Seacrest, right? Because Ryan Seacrest is like. Five seven, five eight, and Siri said you're five ten. I don't believe that because I think you're like six foot. So I'm trying to figure out: Are you taller than Luke Bryan? I think y'all should meet up with each other, stand back to back, and see who's taller. Couple things: Yes, I'm taller than Ryan. Uh, two, five ten is a lie. Yes, it is a straight lie. I think I'm 6'1 now because I've been growing. But he's six foot. I'm easily six, but I think I'm 6'1 because I've been growing. And I talked to the doctor about it, and he said it's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, if you were hanging upside down <laughs> every know. day. He did, so I said it's possible. That's all I said. <laughs> okay. Uh, Luke is taller than six foot. Luke's yeah. probably 6'2. He's giant. He's tall. Yeah, don't believe this stuff about how tall people are. Uh, well, although, if you Google mine, it says six foot, so. Oh, did you just change that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So NASCAR driver Tony Stewart is selling his mansion or his estate rather for $30 million. If Lunchbox wants to call and try to get his hands on this place, uh, it's nine and a half bathrooms, six bedrooms, 19,000 square feet. It's got a waterfall, two stories. Yes, what? right when you walk in the entryway, there's a waterfall coming down. Bobby's exactly water bill, right. Water bill's too expensive. That would be it for me. <laughs> like, all right, all the rest of the stuff... But what? I got to pay for this water? For I think him? it recycles itself, though. It's not new water every time. Well, <laughs> I demand new water. But in the huge great room, it has an 8,700-gallon freshwater aquarium. The mm. what room? Like great room, living room. But his is probably great. The it's great big. room? That's, That's a room? It. Yes, because it's a fancy estate. There's also a golf simulator, a bowling alley. Um, it's on 415 acres or something like that. And uh, it's like licensed for hunting. So you can shoot elk, deer, and turkey on it. Your backyard? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right in your backyard. And guess what? Your monthly payment would only be about $139,000 a month. And that's probably with 20% down, too. <laughs> <laughs> so. Crazy. Okay, so a principal, or at least an assistant principal, I should say, in Mississippi was fired after reading some students a book called I Need a New Butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know, it just makes me laugh because he has to go before the school board and I guess it's been his case as to why, but it's a children's book. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. It, it, the it, kid's like, my butt's got a crack in it. Yeah, I need a new butt. My butt's got butt. a crack. That's funny. <laughs> Yes, I went and read the reviews about the book, and so many people, like grandparents and parents, are like, I read this with my kids, and we laughed the whole time. It's so funny. It's child-appropriate. It's for ages 4 through 10, and I cannot believe that he is, like, I don't know if maybe he's done other things bad, and this is their way of getting rid of him or something, but, like, reading an I Need a Book that's meant for kids does not seem fireable to me. There was a crack in it, though. Yeah. In the book? <laughs> in the butt. Yeah. So downtown Nashville has a lot of country singer bars, and Garth Brooks' bar might be added to the list soon. Uh, a dive bar in downtown Nashville. He said he didn't want to say much, but if you're the betting kind, you can probably bet that it's going to be happening soon, but they're going to do it the Garth way. The problem with Garth and a dive bar is it won't really be a dive bar because a dive, a literal dive bar is a small, crappy bar. Yeah, hole in the wall. Right. It's probably going to be four stories. Well, I- <laughs> <laughs> Very fancy. I'm sure that it's going to be uh, 
a manufacturer to look like a dive bar but still be amazing. Like those jeans with holes in them. Yes, that's a great example. $500 jeans that look like they're yes. 50 bucks. Good analogy. Yeah. Be, I'm sure it'd be great and cool. But a dive bar really is somewhere that you're the one that knows. Not many people, and it's mm-hmm. kind of a garbage pit. Hey, how many people are going to go in and be like, two pina coladas, please? I don't know. That's pretty dated. I huh? mean, I would do it. Okay. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Christine Smith was driving down the road in Riverside, California, when she heard a pop. She's like, oh, I must have got a flat tire. And she pulls over. Car goes up in flames, and her husband's in there with her granddaughter, and he grabs the granddaughter, gets her out. Well, she just had knee surgery, and she can't get out. Well, luckily for her, Elton Ward was driving down the road, pulled over, went and pulled her out of the car as the car went all the way up in flames, and she's okay. Shouldn't they have these cars now where they don't just blow into flames? They should. Yeah, and can you hit a button that, like, shoots your door off so you can get out? Oh, I wouldn't want that because I'd probably do that just to test Accidentally it. Accidentally hit it? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> While you're driving? I mean, well, yeah, that's a big, big one. kids too. would do it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, the door shooting, <laughs> I don't agree with. Bad idea, Lunch. Yeah, but <laughs> never mind, never mind. Uh, good story. A dude stopped and saved their lives. It's awesome. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Yes, Bobby Bones. That is the end of part one of the show. We loaded this up earlier than normal. Soon, part two will exist. And be right on this little stream, and we hope you listen to it as well. And some days there's even a post show. Some days there are three different shows in your feed. Don't thank us. Ah, oh, we're thanked already enough. <laughs> uh, okay, part two will be coming soon, or maybe it's already up. Go check it out. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me. 
You won't want to miss this one.